Across the public sector, agencies are seeing an increased demand for faster, digitally enabled service delivery and a better user experience for both employees and citizens. In this episode of Meritalking, I'm joined by Joe Jetter, Senior Vice President of Federal Technology at Maximus, and today we'll explore how a user-centric approach to digital modernization, coupled with emerging technologies, can dramatically improve the citizen, employee, and user experience, which together make up the total experience with government. Joe, thank you for joining us today. Gail, it's great to be with you, and I really appreciate the time to be able to speak on this topic. Well, let's get started. What lessons learned from the pandemic experience do you see really being put into practice today? Well, it's a good question, Gail. Let me give you a frame of, of a number of best practices. I think the impact of the pandemic was we had to stand up many kinds of processes immediately. And those processes, first one best practice we, we learned out of this was the ability to give remote access was all important to our employees so they can continue to work across government. Those of us who support government and, of course, uh, those that are in government. The second thing we learned as a best practice was the nature of how our citizens at scale had to interface with us from a remote perspective, not just a traditional uh, contact center, but the real omni-channel experience. How do we reach them by mobile phone? And that was the dominant way people were going to interface with government was by mobile phone. And so whether that be uh, a mobile experience and standing up and having a true mobile experience uh, that they can interact with uh, the various government services systems. Thirdly, we had to understand the nature of how to work in this environment and still have the same kinds of outcomes and really think about what those outcomes were. And then also prioritize the kinds of outcomes we wanted to to have an experience uh, as citizens interacting with employees. Um, The fourth thing was, how do you keep track of performance and work in a remote environment? In the past, people were used to someone being in the office and being able to manage work that way. How do you manage work remotely? And so now, how do we leverage automation and tools so that we can support the management of uh, employees that were remote. And then finally, one of the key outcomes was that had to shift from, I'll say, delivery center design to human center design. We were concerned about the task and how we built applications around the task. Now we have to be very concerned about how we build around the person, uh, whether that be the citizen on one side or the employee on the other. So th- those are some of the key lessons learned out of the, out of the pandemic. And, and it's really changed how we look forward and we approach the, the aspect of, of building systems and processes and applications and networks for both citizens and also our employees. That's great. And you mentioned that many work processes are built around the steps to complete the task and not the experience that the employee or the customer would really like to have. How are you seeing digital modernization today flip this script, so to speak? And and what is that user-centric approach 
look like in practice? Uh, great question. When you think about it now, the, the core of how a modern system application or experience is designed is now centered around the thought of the person that's going to interact and the outcomes we want to have with that interaction versus just the process. Okay. So process and task. So when you start with that, you really start with the whole human-centered design uh, concept. So you're thinking that how is this person going to interact uh, with the system? What are some of the key, there are going to be differences from different people. It's almost at this point uh, coming up with the different thoughts of the kind of the people who are going to interact with the system and making sure that it's more personalized. So that's all a part of the concept of human-centered design. On one side, as it relates, as you think about the citizen interacting with a process for an outcome, and the other one, you have to think about the employee that is interacting on behalf of the citizens to make sure they're able to ensure the outcome. How should they also interface on a task level with the citizen on that side? How are they interacting with the systems for maximum productivity? We also have to think about the work environment. The work environment now may not be all on site. It may be hybrid or it may be fully remote. So the question is, how do we maximize productivity given the nature of the task? So all, once again, from a human-centric design. So we take uh, a set of processes that really think about the outcomes and then the work. So you have to look at it from those two perspectives uh, from a standpoint of and we really put a lot of upfront thought in the advisory side of things so that we really distill what we believe the experience will need to be. In the past, this would have been uh, an IT or a technical engineer who's coming up with this thought. And now and going forward, it's really a designer, someone who thinks about human factors and the variety of human factors that go into play. There's best practices, a variety of best practices that go into how do you connect the user to technology and not only technology, but to the outcomes they want from technology. Think about it now. As we work in government, we work with the gamut from everything from babies to uh, seniors. And there's a whole different realm of engagement techniques for that. More and more, you're going to see um, various technologies that allow for um, AI, ML kinds of technologies that will allow for uh, different types of connectivity without even speaking or needing to use a device through through wearables and things like that. You see those experiences. So it's looking at the whole gambit of experiences. When we go back to the whole multi-channel concept and beyond, how will a citizen or how will an employee interact to deliver an outcome? Um, and I, obviously Gardner's coined the term total experience because it's making, you take a 360 view of process and interaction. Right. And government's really seeing demand for a, a better user experience, as you, as you mentioned, for both employees and constituents. And at the same time, they're seeing demand for faster, digitally enabled service delivery. And emerging technologies, you mentioned AI, uh, machine learning, and robotic process automation are helping meet this demand. Where do you see emerging technologies having the greatest impact on the user experience? Oh, 
I, there are a number of technologies that are having tremendous impact on user experience. I think the AIML world uh, is changing even in front of our eyes with the advent of ChatGPT and BARD and others that we'll, we'll see in the coming months is that you'll, you'll see the user actually being even more prepared as they interface with uh, our, the multi-channel experience of government. So as an example, that's one kind of technology and the AI ML technology that we'll, we'll see more and more of. And we as government have to begin to think about the impact of compliance and how we use these technologies. But our first impact will be because the users see them as a way to get better outcomes. You'll start to see them to use those kinds of technologies. I think another technology you'll see, as you said, was uh, uh, robotic process automation tools. These tools are really meant to get at a process that was done very manually or with uh, a variety of systems we call it swivel chairing between system to system to system in order to get an outcome or an answer to a citizen or resolve a problem or get information in a, in a process. Uh, robotic process automation simplifies uh, the process or puts automation into multiple steps so that the employee or the user has fewer steps to get an outcome. So you'll see more and more of these technologies used. And because they will supplement a lot of legacy systems, the underlying systems may be left in place. There's a big investment that the government has made in legacy systems. While we are in the process of modernizing and, and in government, that there's a goal of modernizing for a number of reasons, we realize that some of these, there's a way to do some automation around the process to, to create more ease of use, a more human-centered experience by using these tools. And so you'll see those tools in place. So think about AI, ML, think about ro robotic process automation, and you think of a lot of, I'll say, business process re-engineering that is going to change the, the user experience. In a way, it'll speed up the ability to put human-centered design in front. In another text, it's going to give more power to the user to enable and interact with the system. Our citizens will have a powerful set of tools that can interact with the user experience. And I'll just give you a simple example. Let's say somebody had a question about uh, a citizen service. They could go ask ChatGPT for a list of what's the best way to interact with that citizen service. And a list a script will come out. They can use that script. This is not even something that we as government had to enable. It's just something they're able to do. So how do we respond to that? And how do we draw out compliance? And how do we make sure that we're reacting with speed and make sure we're able to really enable that process when we see this new way uh, a client might interface with us? Yeah, that's really fascinating to think about the potential applications of things like AI in our personal lives and how we can use those tools to better take advantage of uh, citizen services offered by our government. Exactly. I'm fascinated that our world's changing and we as uh, both service providers, technology providers to the government are key at enabling, I'll say, synchronization between new techniques and compliance. Because things for us are enabled by compliance. We want to be able to keep a citizen's data aligned with current regulations, and we want to provide a secure experience. You hear us talk a lot about zero trust. We want to make sure that zero trust enables 
the the platforms and the actions and the access to the services. So on one hand, you're going to see a lot of modern tools. The other hand, we're trying to, trying to drive compliance into those tools, and we're trying to drive security into those tools. Right. And all of that has the potential to affect the user experience. And McKinsey research has shown that employees who have a positive experience have 16 times the engagement level of employees who have a negative experience. And employees with a positive experience are eight times more likely to want to stay in their jobs. Is there an area, either customer experience or employee experience, that agencies should focus on first? My theory is that employees who have a good experience are more likely to provide a good customer experience. I'm one of a, a believer that they're equally as important. Without a great customer experience, uh, the outcomes become laborious. Without a great uh, employee experience, you, you don't get great outcomes. So you have to think about it. And that's why I love the, the Gartner uh, approach called total experience. You have to think about it from the standpoint, when we design a system, when we design an application, when we design a, a technology or a network, or we think about it from this very holistic perspective. So because we want the outcomes, we want the outcomes to be consistent. We want our employees to wake up in the morning and say, I'm excited about the work I do because I'm going to have impact on mission. We want the, the citizens that, that interact to say the ease of use of working with that agency or working with the, that particular outcome, help me get this work done or help me get this question answered. And that is where we, we're, we're moving to. We want to delight our citizens and we want to enable and empower our employees. Right. And that really is the, the whole concept of a total experience that that Gartner coined that intersection of user experience, customer experience, and employee experience in one holistic approach to service design and delivery. And Gartner says that CIOs need to prioritize investments that can be leveraged by both employees and citizens. Where are you seeing this happen today? Well, um, you see it happening in a, a lot of agencies across the board. I think the whole concept of what's impacting total experience and in modernization, you see it in, in the budgets. Uh, there's an increasing interest in driving modernization, uh, basically anticipating a few things. They are, the agencies are anticipating that um, the workforces post-pandemic, there have been a lot more retirements. So to find ways, more efficient ways to accommodate the need for more employees while serving citizens. So the need for modernization takes a look there. Another need for modernization is that some of the legacy technologies are going end of life. So once again, all agencies are driving a modernization agenda because they know a number of the technologies that were first used and employed in government over many, many years are now going end of life. And then thirdly, there are the new techniques and the new techniques have put a lot more transactional demand on systems. So as, as there's an omni-channel approach, that omni-channel approach drives more and more transactions, more and more connectivity, more and more interaction doing that. So the modernization has to go forward. So I would tell you across the board, I'm, I'm seeing 
and, and agencies, both civilian and, and defense, are on a full-scale effort to uh, drive modernization because of those factors. And we all know technology changes so fast. How can agencies ensure that their technology investments today are future-proofed while also keeping this idea of total experience top of mind? A very good question uh, as it relates to how, how you future-proof. I, I think once you start with the whole concept of human-centered design and a business process focus of and how you store your business process uh, in a way allows you the future proof, the, uh, the be on top of the technologies that could shift and change. So the use of the studies and tools we use to understand human-centered design, and then employing a set of tools that, that flow into how we build and keep and update our requirements. And there's a variety of tools that do that. And as we make changes, stay in sync with requirements, this allows us to ensure as the underlying technologies shift and change that we have uh, a bit of a future. Now, I would tell you that because of the nature of technologies that are changing, such as the use of cloud, um, more and more technologies as they move out of legacy, move into a, some sort of cloud framework. And for instance, uh, Maximus has a very aggressive FedRAMP program where we bring systems and applications into the federal context, the secure context that's required by the federal government through the FedRAM program. As you move more and more into the cloud, you actually gain more and more flexibility of change. Um, the way modern systems are built and developed, things called containers and things like that, allow that flexibility. And also the government is moving more and more towards multi-cloud delivery. So in a way, allowing us uh, the business continuity and security of delivering applications in the cloud. Applications in the cloud will allow us more flexibility and more scalability over time. Think about that's that's another way flexibility and future proofing is being uh, uh, baked into modern systems. Um, a third aspect of how modernization is, is future proofing is putting the power in the hands of the users to start to be able to uh, make uh, make change, suggest change, impact change to the applications. So it's not always now. So I believe from a future-proof standpoint, if we uh, think about owning the business process, giving the power of the business process to the users or to, or to the work groups that enable those business processes, uh, the underlying technical architectures and technologies being in the cloud through flexibility, the world of, and it's another whole conversation around data and data analytics that now empower a whole new set of applications and then I would say also business models. And obviously it's the fuel for the AI ML world is data. So those things are gonna allow for, uh, I'll say a more future-proof world going into the future than, and, and more flexibility to agencies as they grow and expand and modernize. And for agencies just starting to explore the possibility of tying the customer experience and the user experience together, in their digital modernization initiatives, what advice can you offer? Where should they start? Well, I believe agencies should start with, starts back again with human-centered design as you're <laughs> thinking about, I, I sound like a broken record, but as, as you think about, okay, I want to make a change. I want to evolve. I want to modernize. And they are modernizing. It, it is starting with the end in mind, okay? 
what is this experience, this total experience? What do they want to have happen with their citizens? What do they want to happen with their employees? What do they want to enable with their partners? How does this whole look and feel start? What are the underlying applications that enable and empower it? How does that align with the human experience that we want to create? And having a continuous thought of design throughout the life cycle. Design is not, not a one-stop shop. Design is, is continuous. Also, changes in design drive changes in business process. So there has to be an alignment there. And then having the underlying architectures that allow you the flexibility through cloud and through various tools. But I would tell you where it all starts is human-centered design, total experience. That's where it all starts. And that is the modern way we're driving into the future. That's great. Joe, thanks so much for your insights today. It's been a really interesting conversation and a pleasure talking to you. Gail, thanks again. And I really enjoyed the experience and hope it was helpful to those that are listening. Absolutely. That's all for today. To learn more about digital modernization and Maximus, visit www.maximus.com federal. Have a great day.